0: Zeke at it? No. I think that's too
1: many. It's outrageous.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know, right? Oh my goodness. I thought it was going to be too, that's too easy. It needs to be harder. No, this is actually after the first one, I know that that's very important. Obviously, the second one's important, but this is where I see so many people fail because they try something once and then walk away from it. It's like they get bright, shiny object syndrome and they go, it didn't work that time, move on. Where what I see from my clients that, do make a you know a go at it who do start to really turn some good money they're just really repeating it and refining whatever it is that they're doing all the time so stick at it Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another Thursday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, joined by the wonderful Tim Hyde. How are you going, Tim?
1: Good, Sam. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. Can you believe, though, in South Australia, I have the heater on? What? I know. I, it is freezing down here.
1: To be honest, I'm almost tempted to put it on here in Canberra today as well. It's a bit overcast. Oh, but you're not allowed to do it, to,
0: or so I was told. You're not allowed to do that to Anzac Day. <laughs>
1: no, that's the rule. <laughs> That's I, got,
0: I got chucked out of Canberra for putting the heater on too early.
1: That's a month away.
0: <laughs> Anyways, yes, we're heading out of summer and I'm very sad about that.
1: Oh, come on. We get to go skiing. This is awesome.
0: Oh, well, yeah, good point. I do love skiing.
1: Oh, yeah? I would have taken you for a bit of a snowboarder, to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not a snowboarder. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm scared of having my feet together and just like toppling over and, <laughs> and not being able to manage that. I can mm-hmm. ski badly and that is about it.
1: Just being the human anchor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we're not here to talk about skiing today. We're here to talk about reaching and sustaining your first 10K month, which Mm. I know is something that so many people want to do. And we're going to break it down because it's actually a lot easier than people think it is.
1: Yeah, I think so. There's not that many steps. And if you're not at 10K, I think this is the sort of the the point of success, I guess, uh, for a coaching consultant. It's kind of where you get to this point where you've got... Got enough money into the business to actually take some money out of the business, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's right. So not that I think it's like the be all and end all of success. Like that's wherever you want it to be. But yep. I think at 100K, the you know, you can breathe. You don't have to panic that you can't pay the bills.
1: If you want to connect with me, Tim Hyde, head over to winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Or if you'd like to connect with Samantha Riley, you can find her at samanthariley.global forward slash connect. Now, we, when we were talking about this episode, we actually sort of identified this. It's almost this point where... It becomes harder before it comes easier, does not it? Mm-hmm. And that's around really looking at sort of, because a lot of people, you know, and you may be one of these, will start with a side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. We'll be in our corporate job, right? And we'll be doing some sort of side hustle, we'll have a little bit of consulting work on the side. And that's not too hard, right? And you can certainly get to maybe three or 4K a month doing a bit of a side hustle.
0: Absolutely. It Whatever take... that side
1: hustle is for you, yeah.
0: Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's fairly easy to reach that with just a couple of clients, I think that it gets harder after that. 4K, and that's what we were talking about. Yeah, that it's fairly easy to get to that side hustle going, but around that four thousand to seven thousand dollars a month is the real struggle town.
1: What do you reckon that is?
0: I think that is for a couple of reasons. One, you don't have a huge amount of money to put into team, and if you don't understand how to to outtask rather than taking on a full time team member, that can be pretty tricky. And I know that we've talked about that in a previous episode. So there's a, there's not very much help help behind you. But I think also there's that constant fear of where the next dollar is coming from to be able to pay the bills. And you can get into a cycle of thinking in scarcity rather than abundance. So it's a a time where your mindset really gets pushed to capacity.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with you. I would say you can run a a 3K, a 2K, even a 4K business without a huge amount of infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You don't need... You know, to be having lots of conversations, you don't really need just CRM or your, you know, your online delivery platform, or you can kind of get away with your social media being a bit of a mess you know, mm-hmm. from a lead gender perspective. You know, you don't really need mature contracts and everything, but as soon as you start to get over that, it's a little bit more serious. It takes more time. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of having to leave your day job. You know, you're investing more either in team or systems or whatever. (laughs) You're actually wasting up less money at those particular points, don't you?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: then when you get to this 8K, then it starts to like, Oh, clear air again. It's almost like flying. You don't take off, it's all okay. Then you get through the clouds, you can't really see where you're going. And then you get out the other side and it's all sunny.
0: Yeah. And how that's exactly what I was gonna say. All of a sudden you go through the clouds, you can see the blue sky, you can see the sun, it feels good. You're like, yes, we're cruising now. The drinks about to arrive. It's all happy days.
1: <laughs> don't your drinks arrive when you're still on the tarmac?
0: <laughs> I wish.
1: <laughs> no. Over oh, oh, business class all the time, hey.
0: <laughs> One day.
1: <laughs> no, I think I think in order to do that, there'd probably, you know, maybe three or four things that we really need to to look at in order to achieve that sort of that 10K month. And I reckon the first and possibly the most important thing is having a really clearly defined product or service, mm-hmm. but from a marketing perspective also really clearly articulates the problem that the client has and the benefit they're going to get from going through your product or service or buying your product or service.
0: Absolutely. I think that just to unpack that a little bit more, when you are only doing sort of four or 5,000, it's very easy to just to to be able to get away with just having a few clients. But once you need to be able to leverage that and have more people know about what it is, it needs to be clearly defined and clearly understood. And I think that where a lot of people fall down here is they specifically only talk about the solution that they provide without articulating clearly what the problem is that you your your ideal client avatar has, and I know that. Uh, again, we spoke about this last week, Tim. If your audience doesn't know that they're pro- like what the solution is to their problem, they're actually blind to your solution based marketing.
1: Mm, absolutely, I and mean, I think we see that quite a lot. Um... You know, I'm still in the process of, as we talked last week, transitioning some of my stuff away from solution-based marketing more to problem-based. And the people I've been testing that with so far have gone, oh, is that what you do? Right?
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> and, and when I think when you get that kind of response, that's actually really powerful. And mm-hmm. you not at that point in are still very early, early days. I would actually get a bit of a focus group together and say, hey, look, you know, I think I can solve this problem. Is that something you have? How would you articulate that if you had to express it to someone and yeah. use what they give back to you in your, in your approach?
0: Mm, I like that. Focus groups. Great takeaway, Tim.
1: Um, I actually had a client several years ago now, was in a similar position to this, Sam, um, mm-hmm. and you know, he was a guy that was doing a lot of photography, and a little bit of graphic design around his photography, right? And, and sort of bundling this loosely as branding and selling it for like, I think, 800 to, to 1200 bucks. And even his photography session, and which I think was $1,500, selling, selling it as a photography session. Mm-hmm. Now you can't suddenly go, well, we're going to charge you $15,000 for a photography session because someone goes, well, I can go to that <laughs> other photographer.
0: For and, 800. <laughs> $800.
1: 800 bucks. And so what we did with, with his work was actually kind of re- Frame and bundle his solution into something entirely different. And we actually said, you know, this is going to be a branding exercise that's going to position you as an authority and land you X number of extra clients over this thing, right? So we turned this $800 product into a $3,000 a month over six months program. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it became $18,000 when it was previously $800. Just because we understood what the customer was actually looking for and we reframed and said, well, yes, there's photography involved. One of the deliverables of this program is now photography, but it's also some social media. It's also some graphic design. We bundled this together to get you a much better outcome Mm. than just a couple of photographs.
0: That's really good. So really understanding or working with him to understand what is the the bigger problem that That his clients were seeing. And, you know, that positions you as the authority because you're able to solve a big problem rather than sometimes solving a little problem, but still leaving the client with an unsolved problem on the side. If you're able to solve the major problem, then uh, people will pay for that. Yeah, absolutely. Nice, nice way. So it's
1: not just selling leadership, is it? It's what's the benefit of leadership? Absolutely. Reduce staff turnover, it's increased productivity, it's you know, more happy workplace. It's you having a better time.
0: More productive, mm. less sick leave, all of the things. What's number two? Number two is have and manage a lot of conversations. I remember uh, one of my mentors years ago, Taki Moore, saying to us, Show me your calendar and I'll have a guess at what your revenue is. And I actually thought that was really clever because we need to have a calendar that's full of conversations so that we have people knowing what it is that we do and how we can solve that problem? If you're not having conversations, then you're probably not selling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes even the conversations we have don't necessarily have to lead to something, right? We just need to have them. Like I got off for of the phone uh, with a guy this morning. I connected to on LinkedIn. Uh, he does sales training, which is a good synergy for me. It turns out that he worked companies that do 100 million plus, mm-hmm. right? or 80 million plus, which is probably a little bit bigger than I want to work with, mm-hmm. but. I wouldn't have known that if we hadn't have had the conversation to explore whether there were any synergies between us Mm -hmm. or whether there were opportunities to refer clients who didn't necessarily fit in our wheelhouse. Mm. So if I've got one that's too big, I can say, you know, go and see Colin. And if he's got one that's too small for him, he can say, go and see Tim.
0: Mm. And I think what you've just pointed out is a really, really important point that I want people to understand is that those conversations do not always revolve around a one-to-one sales call. They could be people that have a network already of your ideal audience. It could be, uh, you know, sort of joint ventures. It could be affiliate conversations. It could be, you know, sales conversations. But we're trying to have conversations with as many people as possible so that more people learn about what it is that we do and how we help our ideal clients solve the problems that they have.
1: Yeah, I think one of the other... Key takeaways I want to leave people with is here. We're gonna have a depth of conversation. Hmm. It's very difficult to sell to somebody that you don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. or to get referrals or joint ventures with someone that you don't have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a connection that you're making and saying, Hey, how are you going? Buy my stuff. Nobody likes it. In fact, I was just having a joke conversation with someone else on LinkedIn the other day that they were like, Are you gonna ram your stuff down my throat? I'm going, I don't even know what you do yet. <laughs>
0: So not so just that,
1: <laughs> So that would be a bit premature. Yes. Um, but you know, if we start to build the depth of conversation, what we'll find is that people will actually start to buy from us. And if we're connecting with their ideal target market, I think eighty-five. I think the suggestion is that around eighty-five percent of those people will buy from you within two years. Mm. In the same way that we have a personal relationship, if I was single right now and I went into a pub, right, I could probably get married to just about any woman and you could get married to just about any guy in that pub if you built a relationship with them for two years. Mm. I don't obviously it'd have to be symbiotic, right? It'd have to be, you know, you like them and they like you. But
0: (laughs) just just
1: a relationship, strangely (laughs) enough.
0: Yeah. And what I was going to say there is the piece that ties that together is trust. You know, if I know for myself, if I've got a problem, I will pay whatever it takes to solve that problem and I'll pay someone that I trust. And that is the same for your clients or potential clients, that they will pay to have their problems solved from someone that they know and they trust can help them. So we really have to build that relationship.
1: Absolutely. Now, the second part of that, obviously, not just to have lots of conversations, is actually to manage them. Now, I don't care what system you use just have a system, right? If it's mm. an Excel spreadsheet, fine. Put the name, you know, the date, the message that you've sent to them on those dates, right, so that you know that you're progressing those conversations along, right? And it doesn't have to be always the sales message. It can just be a, hey, you know, hope you're having a fantastic day today. Yep. And you surprised how real that makes you and how deep the, conversa- the connections are. connection.
0: hundred percent. I a hundred percent recommend that everyone has some sort of system, whether it's a post-it note system. I'm actually loving Trello for my sales partner. Line. It's very easy to move my because you just click and drag, you know, a task or someone's name to the next area. So I'm really loving Trello, but it's amazing how many things you forget. If it's not somewhere where you can see it, you'll forget and you will, those leads will fall out of your bucket, as some people say. So you don't want to have a leaky bucket. You yeah. want to make sure that all your leads are in there and that you're managing those conversations and circling back and not just. Know walking away and turning the lights out on people that may be interested in your product in the future.
1: Absolutely, let's do this. Let's do a quick exercise, Sam. How many people are you connected to on? Oh, I think it's
0: about six and a half thousand.
1: Okay, so let's 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 be reasonably generous and say in the next ten years, (laughs) (laughs) all right, (laughs) those six six and a half thousand people will need Mm -hmm. your services okay mm-hmm. from somebody what you do right which is a little over you know let's call it 1,100, 1200 a year so a hundred people you know just on law of averages a hundred people every single month if it's only once every 10 years they needed what you need hundred people every single month are in the market to buy today for what it is that you do
0: now isn't right? that an interesting thought
1: yeah and when we start to break it down like that and say why aren't those hundred people looking at you? And if you, it's probably because you haven't got a relationship with them. Mm.
0: And it's not that hard to start a relationship with them. All it takes is a, hi, how are you going? What are you up to? Or whatever it is. It might even be a happy birthday or I saw you had a work anniversary. And asking open-ended questions is a really great way to open a conversation. Absolutely. Number three. Number three, Stick at it no i think that's too many
1: it's about outrageous
0: (laughs) oh i know right oh my goodness i thought it was going to be too that's too easy it needs to be harder no this is actually after the first one i know that that's very important obviously the second one's important but this is where i see so many people fail because they try something once and then walk away from it it's like they get bright shiny object syndrome and they go didn't work that time move on where what i see from my clients that do make a you know a go at it who do start to really turn some good money they're just really repeating it and refining whatever it is that they're doing all the time so stick at it you'll know if something really really doesn't work i'm not talking about sticking at everything and i'd love your take on this too tim there are some things that we do need to let go but if things have shown promise and they look like they've worked a bit then you really have to keep refining and repeating that process
1: yeah if you don't keep going you'll never get to your destination so whatever that destination is for you whether it's a hundred k two hundred or 300, 500 million, 10 million, whatever, you know, stay the course. If you if yes. you keep working at it, right, you you will get there.
0: Let's talk about some of the things that we could mean here. So it might be refining a product that you realize that 90% of it is there, but there's 10% that people are still looking for add it in. We could be talking about a webinar where people are converting, but you haven't got a high conversion. Change it up. Have a look at the questions that are coming in on your webinars. Make sure that you're covering those objections during the webinar. It could be uh, a launch. If you get a low conversion, but you are converting, stick at it. What worked? What didn't work? Adjust it. What are some of the other things that people could look at when we're talking about stick at it, Tim?
1: Like even, I I guess, sort of developing some form of ritual Mm -hmm. in your day, right? So, you know, have a a morning ritual where you go through this thing and says, this is what I'm going to do. I I have a post-it note that's stuck to my computer that says, you know, make one more call.
0: Oh, I like it.
1: Right? And this says, do I really deserve the success I want? Right. So it's mm-hmm. sort of self-challenging and say, like, if I finish the day and if I just pick up the phone and make one more phone call, right? and let's take a weekends out, that's around 220 odd days a year. That's an additional 220 phone calls I've made to either build a relationship with somebody or make a sales call to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have to get too many of those. But if only 10% of those extra phone calls turned into clients, well, that's, Twenty-two clients a year, at you know whatever value those clients are worth, you know, if it's a thousand dollars a month, well, now twenty-two clients at you know twelve thousand dollars a year, ten thousand dollars a year, well, that's two hundred and twenty grand that I've left, yeah. that I've left on the table, right, for making one phone call a day. But mm. so it's those little things that you know don't seem like much, but add up.
0: Hundred percent. So one of the pieces, and you didn't use the word, so I'm going to go back. But it's it's self accountability, or if you don't have self accountability making sure that that you're accountable to someone else. I know if I'm running an event, I have a process that I've been using for years in that I know how many seats I have to sell. I put that many paper clips into a container. Every time I sell a ticket, I move one paper clip into the next to the next pot and I will not stop until that, that you know the first pot's empty. So that's something that I have put into my business as a self accountability piece. Because when you know the numbers that you're moving towards, whether it's, you know, whatever the the KPI is, having some sort of system to make sure that you hit that will make business so much easier than constantly guessing, how much am I earning? How many more phone calls do I need to make? You know, it's very easy to get to the end of the week and make one more phone call than to not know how many you're aiming for and end up making zero.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely, Sam. I think it's one of the things I do with my consulting clients when I'm working with them on their marketing is to actually put in those key metrics, right? How many How mm. how many how many calls do we make this week? Right? And because they're all, they all flow onto each other. If you are not making the calls, you won't find the sales opportunities. You won't make the sales. You won't get the money, right? And yeah. You won't be able to create the impact you want to create.
0: Absolutely, and it's very easy to get those calls booked. If you're just creating relationships with people, you can have your calendar booked out within a week just by reaching out to people on LinkedIn. Mm. Not for, not coming, we're not talking about coming out and spamming people, just starting conversations, starting to learn about people, how you can add value to them, create win-win conversations.
1: Now, the last one we had, I guess is a sort of little bit of one, little foot in one cat, little foot in the other. And we've got that as monthly recurring fee, right? Now, certainly it's obviously easier right, to build a or sustain a regular 10K month if you've got a service or a product that uh, is attached to a monthly recurring fee. But a lot of people will have the $97 product or the $47 product. What are your thoughts on that and why do you reckon monthly recurring is the way to go?
0: Look, you can... I think that every business model does need multiple price points. So let me just say that first. That I think that if you know, if you've got a um, a product and you're able to add in a lower price product, I think it's a smart move because you're bringing people, you know, sort of from the bottom up. But in saying that, there's plenty of people that just do high ticket. Why we want to have that monthly recurring fee is we we want to make sure that we know what's coming into our bank account in the next month. Yep. We want to have some sort of idea of what our revenue is going to be in the next month rather than constantly selling every single sale, always, you know, hunting for the next client. That's, you know, that's hard work. And I know that businesses now that have monthly recurring fees, they're, um, ah, what's the word? They're, you know, for how much they're worth, their valuation is a lot, Mm. lot higher. You know, you would rather buy a business where you know how much money is coming in the next month than one where you don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean- you know, you're not necessarily because some clients will drop out and new clients will come on. So you've got to be clear. But there's a great deal of certainty and comfort being able to get out of bed every morning and go, yep, I've made 10K this month.
0: Mm, 100%. <laughs> so, if, you before, know,
1: Before I start delivering anything, you know, I'm not constantly chasing the sale or the next uh, the next sale
0: so what you originally asked and I don't think I articulate it very well so I am just going to quickly go back so 100k business you know this is around the the eight to ten thousand mark per month we've got a hundred thousand dollar business we only need a clients at one thousand dollars a month to have a six-figure business or four clients at 2000 a month. It's much easier to get four clients at 2000 a month than it is to get however many clients it is at 97. I'm bad at math, so I would need a calculator, but it's a lot.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a little over 100. <laughs> That's but it's a, bad but it is, care. but it is okay. That that's the thing, right? If you're doing a you know, a ninety seven dollar sale, that's a hundred clients. Now you may not necessarily be talking to them if you've got an e commerce kind of product, but you know sometimes you're still gonna you know have a hundred sales conversations, which probably means that you need 200, 300, 400 leads coming into your business to generate a hundred sales, depending on your conversion rate. So you know there's a lot more activity to generate. 400 leads in order to make those 100 sales then there is to generate 4 sales at 2000 right mm. you don't need nearly as many conversations to do the same to get the same outcome
0: absolutely i had a client a few years ago who is a coach and he had an 8 week online product that was priced at $2000 it wasn't a monthly recurring revenue and what was happening was he was so busy constantly bringing new people into that program because he had once once people had signed up for this Thousand dollar program, there was nowhere for them to go, so they would they would slip off. And then he was constantly trying to make sure that he was filling this program. So what we did was sit down and say, a What would a monthly recurring like a recurring um, membership program look like? And what if we priced this at a high price point? What if it was a thousand dollars a month, which is you know a twelve thousand dollar a year program. And he actually not only added six figures to his business within a week because he actually had the leads there already that he wasn't converting into whatever the next thing was. He had the leads there already. He was able to add six figures within the next week, but it also meant that he could not have to work as hard to you know be constantly putting people into this $2,000 program, which meant that he had more time off Mm. and he was making a lot more money. So, it's definitely the way to go.
1: Absolutely. So, all right, there are four tips. If you're not at 10K and you want to make it, right? First up, of course, have a really clearly defined product or service that articulates both the problem that you solve and the benefit that your client gets from working with you. Second one, mm-hmm. make and have lots of conversations. The more of those you have, the more likely you are to be able to sort of get someone to raise their hand and say, Yep, I'm really interested in what you do. Can you can you help me with that? Thirdly, mm-hmm. stick at it. It's not going to happen straight away, but will happen. That sounds like a, an ad for something, doesn't it?
0: I was going to say, what is that? What is that ad? I can't even remember what that is. It's, ad a, is. it's
1: either a hair ad or a teeth ad or something.
0: If you're listening and you know what the ad is, please reach out in our discussion thread in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community and let us know because I have no idea.
1: <laughs> and lastly, think about having that monthly, having some solution that has a monthly recurring fee attached, right? You won't have to chase as many clients as often and you'll be able to sort of wake up with a bit more certainty about, you know, what you've got coming in each month.
0: Absolutely. So it's not just about making that $10,000 a month, it's making it sustainable, which is, you know, that's where we all want to be. What's next? So next week, Tim, we're going to piggyback off this episode and deep dive further into building business relationships the right way. Oh
1: my God, that sounds serious.
0: Well, it could be, except you and I are a lot of fun. So let's have (laughs) fun. (laughs)
1: Awesome. Looking forward to it, Sam.
0: Absolutely. So guys, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to join the discussion thread for this episode, jump over into the Facebook group, the Thought Leaders Business Lab Community. Tim and I would love to continue this conversation. If you have any questions or any takeaways, we would love to see them, have you share them and uh, always happy if you'd like to deep dive further to even jump onto Facebook Live in there and deep dive further.
1: Sam, great to see you today. Looking forward to the next episode and uh, look forward to having you all join us again.
0: Thanks so much, everyone. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. But before we go, have you joined us in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook? If not, jump over there right now and connect with other entrepreneurs who are also building and scaling their business. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.